Welcome you ladies and gentlemen out to the Date Jay Dillon Show right here on the 110 Sports Network. We have a whole lot of guests on tonight. Mr. Riley Sheedy, Brooke Street, Jimmy Thompson, Scorpion Race Cars, Kyle McMahon. We'll have Kyle Stevens, Landon Wallace, and then we'll have our phone lines open. Like I say, it's been a whole lot of racing over the week. Uh, I myself done a show last night at the Greenville Speedway. And uh, we had a whole lot of cars come out. Uh, it was pretty pretty fair racing back and forth. Like I say, we had a few accidents, but it wasn't nothing bad. Great cars were the ones to put on the show. We also had some paper shack, hot shots. We had uh, some street stocks and some outlaw hobby on my show, along with racing across Mississippi and across the southeast and keeping up. With all the racing, I, I had some friends of mine had some pretty bad accidents last night down at Jackson Motor Speedway. Said that they got to take the car back to Rocket and get the XR1 fixed. But uh, looking forward to having these guys on and talking racing tonight right here on the 110 Sports Network. I know myself, I had my little boy, he said he's going to come on in a little while and talk about racing and what it means to him and what me and his mom have done for him over the years of from the time he was born till now. He's nine and he's racing on his own. Been at the shop all day cleaning my race car up. Then my little brother decided to wall scrape it last night. And we do have our car is called Hashtag Snowflake, and she kind of melted. It was a rough, rough patch last night, but like I say, whole lot of bent sheet metal. The sheet metal man is going to be happy to see the Dillon brothers come tomorrow morning. I know that uh, we took a week off, but we're going to get right back into the race and action. We're right here on the 110 Sports Network just in a few minutes. I know that uh, I got to be on Artie's show Thursday night, and we talked a whole lot of racing. The LMRA series is supposed to be on my show come next Saturday night, but they did cancel because of the weather. Right now, the high of gas is and how the weather is so unpredictable here for the possible showers in the Mississippi Delta. I know just like everybody else that loves racing, it, uh, it's an unfortunate event, but like I say, it happens in this life. I know that... Uh, I'm looking forward to getting down to the Street Fight Nationals this year. Mr. Chris Creighton, Brooke Street's going to be on my Saturday night talking about all his racing career and all the wins he's had over his whole lifetime. And like I say, Brooks is a wheel man. Uh, Riley Sheedy's going to be on, on just here in just a few minutes. He uh, he had some unfortunate accident last night down at the Jackson Motor Speedway. And like I say, I'm, I'm waiting on Riley to get in the studio, calling in right now. Just sent me a message and told me he's going to get on. I know that uh, there's going to be a whole lot of dirt action from week to week from now until the fall time. When And if you don't know about the racing scene here in the southeast, the fall season is just like the holidays for us because it's a big event every weekend 
all the way throughout October and November. Who we got on the air? Heard somebody slide into Jay Dillon studio. Hello. What's up, Jay Dillon? What's happening? Who I'm talking to? This is Bo Henderson. This is Bo Henderson. This is Mr. Henderson himself from French Camp, Mississippi. What's happening, Bo Man? What's happening, Jay Dillon? Man, y'all's lunch was about like I looked last night, wasn't it, old son? Man, we got bad luck. We've been looking over the car all day, and looks like we're going to have to have a new front clip on it. Well, me and Bo been talking back and forth, and Riley sent me the video of the car. Say, say, Bo, what made you want to become a car owner in the first place? Man, I guess I lost my mind. Must have had some extra cash to spend, but the cash flow is going quick. Well, you know, like I know, uh, when it comes to race cars, look, you start out a rich man, you be a poor man when you get through, will you not? That's right. I've always liked racing. I always wanted to own a car and got to know Shelby and them pretty well and saw Riley up and coming. I decided to buy a car and put him in it. And that's the only way to go to, both. He's a he's a good young driver. He's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be a good driver. More experienced he gets. We just have have had some have have had some good runs this year, but have had some bad runs too. We've had some crap. And you know, runs. like you know, like I know that uh, it, everything ain't a win when you go out of the boat. No, it's not a win. It's you're, you're going to lose more times than not. But the experience I'm giving this younger kid right now is, is invaluable and may not be a driver for me much longer, but he's going to make somebody a heck of a, a driver in the years to come, whether it be his own self, me, or somebody, or somebody else. So I'm going to look to move him on up the ladder is what my, what my goal is with him. Uh, thing about Riley is that he's young and he's fresh to the scene. I've seen him drive. I've seen Shelby drive over the years. Both them guys wheel carts. Uh, and you know, like I know, I've seen potential in both of them. And when I, I met Bo down, well, we talked back and forth over Snapchat and all over and uh, made a good friendship and brotherhood. I told him, I said, I don't need a stranger to do it, Bo. He needed some tires to hook him up. Sure. We, uh, right, right down, the sad thing is, Bo, you can't get your hands on the tires. That's right. Another thing about Riley, he works on the car all week. He does all the work on the car, just about. You know, we, we got his daddy helping us and his brother helping us, but for the most part, he does all the all the stuff week in and week out on it. And see, that's the thing about it, having a driver that'll work on the car. So most people just want to climb in and, and drive the hot rod, and they do not want to work on it. Uh, and you know, like I know, being a car owner myself, is when when the, the driver don't want to work on it, it's all fun out of it. Man, I don't want to do all the mechanic work and then just let somebody get in and tear my car to pieces. Well, well, that's, that's you know, right. I, that's right. I, to, I, I told him from the start that I can't put the time and effort to get this thing going every week. I ain't get to the track, but I can't put the time and effort to get this thing going week in and week out. And they stepped up and said, hey, you get us the car. We'll take care of the maintenance and everything on it. We'll just tell you what we need, and that's kind of what we've done and been working out well so far. Said Riley's in here with us, folks. You all right? I'm here. I'm here. But that- Tell me about that ride you took last night down at Jackson Motor Speedway. Oh Lord. Uh well it was fun. <laughs> the aftermath wasn't it, was it? 
No, it wasn't. I, know I got two. <laughs> I got two Snapchats from you and Bo this morning. I woke up to uh, get something to drink, and I said, "Good Lord, at the damage." So, <laughs> so, so how did that happen? Now we we wasn't battling for the lead with that one, was it? No, we we's battling for for dead last just about. Uh, he uh, I've been running the same line every lap, and I guess he just decided he was going to get between me and the wall. Man, I it didn't hate work that. Out. I I hate that the hot rod got tore up because man, it, it, it's gonna take something to get it back together, you know. And most people oh, realize yeah. that y'all two gonna gonna have to work all week to get that thing ready for the next weekend, you know. That's it. How, how bad the damage did it do to the car? Well, it uh it bent the front clip up pretty good. Uh, been a few few things on the rear end, not nothing too too bad, nothing we can't fix. Well, sad thing is, is y'all wasn't battling for no lead. That's that, that's what killed me on the whole deal. When you told me about it today, I, I know man, I, I hate that. And I hate it for the car owner and for you as a driver because, man, not only is your hot rod tore up, now the car owner's car tore up, and, and we're back to square one. You know what I mean? I'm right there with you. Yeah, that's and I got a bent piece of shit metal myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. When you sent me a Snapchat just a few minutes ago, I said, it looked like me and him in the same boat paddling to the store together. That's and it. For like me, I mean, it, when you own a car and you're sitting back watching it and you just have to grab the, the handrail and squeeze tight, and I guarantee you there's, there's <laughs> hand marks in my boot last night when my little boy, he about had, had a wreck himself last night. I said, good Lord. And I, I'm glad to see you're okay because that's the main thing. And oh, yeah. agree with me on that one. And that's his second big wreck. You know, we had that big wreck at the rail earlier this year. About destroyed the front end. That. That's his second big wreck of the year. In the same car. In the same, same car. car. It's been a it's been a tough car though. But so you got to give shout out to Rocket X R one, huh? I think it. it's a blue gray rocket, but but still making good ma- making good equipment for us. Well, Rocket is you know one of the top dogs in the game right now. I mean, you you didn't go wrong buying a rocket. Like I say, you see Brandon Shepard week in and week out putting that rocket right up front. Uh, That's right. And you know what you got. You know what I mean? It's not some – and y'all both tell me this, because I've seen Riley win a bunch of kart races as well and up there at the mag. And uh, the deal is, is you can't run old equipment and be up front, can you? That's it. You got you got to stay on the top of the game to, uh, to be up there with the front runners. So, Riley, what about yeah. you the rail with it? Go ahead. No, what I was going to say, I'm just, uh, I'm hoping to get him some updated equipment by next year because the, the more updated equipment you can get, I've also seen that you're going to run better too. It's just the, the latest stuff is just, it's like everything else, just, it's just better. And that's just something we hope for this offseason and be able to get him some newer equipment to, to work out of. Like I said earlier, he's a good driver and the more, we more laps we can get him, the better he's going to be in whatever he's in. He's he's a wheel man, real wheel man, huh? But I mean, I'm glad to That's see right. a young driver like that coming up with somebody good behind him. And Riley, you know, is there any anybody y'all guys want to thank while we're on the air? Yeah, let me thank Yeah, let me thank my few sponsors right now. We we got with my own business, Henderson Auto Parts. We're a local parts store here in French Camp. We're doing most of the backing, but I also got to thank um, Shelby Sheedy with his S&S performance go-kart stuff that, you 
know, he's buying, selling go-karts, doing all the work on go-karts. So if you need any go-kart stuff, contact him. I got a local guy that works on vehicles, Murphy Auto Repair. He's a good guy if you need, around French Camp and need anything, any work done. And then I got Prograde Construction out of Ackerman. Give him a call for all your dirt work needs if you're around Choctaw County. Other than that, it's well, tell me one, self-funded from there. Tell me one thing, though. And I, I, I know I've seen Bo on the sidelines, and I've seen all them, them races y'all got up there at the S&S Performance Shop right there beside the shop. Does it get pretty intense on them go-car driving? It it can get intense between me and Shelby. <laughs> I, I I seen those flight forty four him and Shelby battling it out around that little, little dirt oval y'all got there at the house. That, oh yeah, that's something it, to watch. He rides out every now and then. Look, if y'all have never seen Riley and Shelby Chitty battle it out, I guarantee you there's a video on Facebook or YouTube or TikTok. It's floating all around the internet, fans. And when I tell y'all them guys put on a heck of a show right there at SNS Performance Shop. They, and they, how many go karts have y'all sold? Just random numbers. Um, since we started in 2017, I believe. I believe we've sold around 60. 60 cars. What are y'all sitting on right now at the shop for sale? Right now, we have, we've got around 13 sitting here. 13 ready to go. Son, y'all got a fleet of cars. And the sad thing is y'all got them anywhere from rolling all the way to race ready, correct? That's correct. And Riley, didn't you just graduate, huh? I did. Well, congratulations. That was this year you graduated, huh? Class of 2022? Yes, sir. Just just this last month. Fresh. Tend to be in the real world now, son. I said, look, everybody said they want to be out when I was uh, – in your shoes, the, the deal of it was, I want to be grown, want to be grown, and guess what? I, after I got grown, I'm ready to go back to high school. But like I say, guys, <laughs> I got Brooke Street sitting in the back studio. Any guy, anything y'all want to say last minute before I get y'all out of here? Yeah, yeah, let me say one uh, more thing. Anybody listening out there, if they got a, a, a bare frame, blue-gray rocket or XR1, let me know because I'm, I'm looking for one. Y'all get it, Mr. Bo Henderson, Riley City. I look him up on Facebook or Snapchat, either one. Easy to find him. Guy looking for a blue gray rocket or a XR1 rolling or bare frame, either one. Y'all guys, take it easy. Have a good evening. Appreciate it, Jay Dillon. I appreciate y'all coming on the Jay Dillon show. I look forward to having y'all guys back again for sure. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. That was Bo Henderson and Riley Sheedy. Now I got the king coming on himself, Mr. Brooks Street. What's going on, Jay Dillon? What up, Brooks, man? What you got going on today, son? Talk to me. Finally had to get on this show so you quit asking. <laughs> no, I'm, just, right. I'm just right. kidding, when, man. When no, you're I, a legend like Brooks. I, Sorry. No, I, I appreciate what you're doing with, with the racing community, man. And, uh, you know, I finally got got freed up enough to where I could get on here. Well, you know, like I say, it, it, it helps when you know folks. And I, I know right. Brooks real well. I followed him a long time. How many races have you ever won, Brooks? Because I know you got checks from here to Jackson on the wall to two shots. Oh, probably around the 250 mark. 
250 feature wins. Good God, son. I ain't no telling how much money you done rolled in racing. But ain't no telling how much money you done rolled in racing. Rolled out, rolled in. You went all the way to Arizona and won it, though, didn't you? No, I didn't, I didn't get a win in Arizona. Oh, I had some bad luck over there, but I tell you, that's probably the longest that I've ever traveled to race is, is the other side of Phoenix. So that was, uh, I tell you, I, I remember driving through Texas on the way back. We come into Texas at daylight. We come out of Texas. It, it, it turned dark before I got out of Texas. It's a long ways across Texas. So it takes a 24-hour journey. I've been across it myself in, a, in an automobile, going to Phoenix myself, where I went to cardio school back in 04. And like I say, you can start driving in the daylight, and it'll be daylight and you still in Texas. <laughs> yeah. so tell me, you don't, you don't want Gumbo National. You don't want Jackson's big event. You don't want Wynott's big event. Which one of them is the most exciting track here locally to run? Oh, man, that's a hard one. I'd say my favorite track of all time was D-Lo down in Simpson County. Um, hey, you know, I grew up racing there. No, I, I know, I know, I know some of these young guys don't know, but I can tell you that that's my all-time favorite track. Uh, Greenville was, well, it was one of my favorites. It still is my favorite. I think, well, I liked it better. I, I got mixed emotions. I think I like it better without the wall. Me too. You know, I grew up 35 years old, been at Greenville Speedway my whole life. I've been traveled like you. We went all across the state racing and watching racing and all that other stuff. We put that wall there, and I'm about the same way. I don't really like the wall, but you got to deal with it because it's there now. It ain't going nowhere, you know. And oh, yeah. uh, you you got a wall ride to be, be fast in Greenville. You know that, and I know that. Because I That's remember it. watching my dad sling it, sling, it over the, sling, sling it over one and two or three and four. And the tail of the car looks like he's going to go flying, you know, over the track. And he, he hooks it and takes on off. But, yep. you know, I mean, that's just like, why not? Down there, well, you're going to have a big event coming up in August, ain't you? You and Chris, Chris yep. Craig and Rodney Street, Wayne. Street Stock Nationals coming up. Street's Roofing's one, one of the main sponsors, huh? Yeah, we, uh, you know, I, I told Rodney when, when they started this event, you know, that I wanted in on it. I hope I hope he's not listening, but you know the deal that we got working it keeps growing, and, and I hope he don't try to go up on my deal. But uh, it's uh, it's turned into one of the biggest street stock <laughs> races across the whole South. I think it's one of the biggest street stock in the United States right now. Honestly, Probably is. y'all got y'all got guys traveling from everywhere coming to that race. Yeah, and that that's one race and, that I that I I still want to win. You know, I don't I don't know if I'm going to race in it again, but that's one that I've wanted to win since it started. Uh, I've gotten close a couple times, but uh, that's one that I definitely want to win. Well, so you going to try to win one this year down there? No, I, I, I told Rodney I wouldn't I wouldn't race in it. So, you know, I just... Come on now. Yeah, man, I, I need to help. I need to help on the promoting side and help with the intro. There's a lot goes into them events. I know you know how much work it is for any event like that. (laughs) You know, you start preparing now for something that lasts three nights. You know, you put six or eight months worth of work into it and hope that it all goes right. For three nights. And then everything you think is going to go smooth is pie on Sunday morning and and something's going to happen. It It, it does. I mean, every time. 
you know, just like I know, because I've had the events here in Greenville when I helped Wesley, and then now me and Carl got the track. Uh, something's going to hiccup every time. I mean, I had Tony Stewart at my show, and the, the, our whole sound system crashed. So we had to wing that. And, man, when I tell you, it was rough. But, hey, we made it work. I mean, Brooks, just like Rodney Wing down there at the House of Hook, y'all make it work. I remember. Oh, you got to be ready. Had to, you, you, you have to make it work. You can't You can't just say, oh, man, we're, it's time for everybody to leave. And I think that's what makes – that's what separates a good promoter, a good racetrack owner from a bad one. You know, when something happens, right. you got to be ready for anything. you got to work through it. And, and you can't just say, oh, well, and walk off. You've got to just – you've got to get after it. That's what, uh, There's too many people says, depending on you. Jay Dillon, you'll come out of the booth and you'll go down there and pick up trash, do whatever. you got to. And you know firsthand, yeah. he's been a racer, uh, a crew guy, everything from, from top to bottom of race car wise. And now you're on the promotion side of it. You know, like I know firsthand, that's a lot goes into them events. But the Street Stock Nationals, and I know Chris is listening, and he's an announcer down there, why not? And they tell the fans about how long does that, that event last from. You know, it starts on Thursday and y'all end Sunday morning. But is it not an all-night affair? Um, yeah, I mean, it seems to be. You know, that, and that's something that we've tried to work out over the past couple of years. You, you take the the stuff, that the negative stuff that you hear, you know. It, nobody likes the negative stuff, but I, I love it. I love the negative because that gives you something to work on. That gives you somewhere to improve. Uh, so that's the goal every year is to improve and, and you know, racing to four, five, six in the morning. That can't happen, and, and it probably never will happen, I hope, again, at that event. But you know, like I know, I mean, we, you've been at Gumbo Nationals. You've won Gumbo Nationals before. And the thing about it is, Brooks, on them kind of events, is you try to make it in a reasonable amount of time. But, man, sometimes it just happens like that. And I've been, honestly, you've been there as well, sitting in the staging lane and – I mean, I, I fell asleep down at Chatham because we were it was like four in the morning and we get ready to go on the race. Yep. I fell asleep in the state line. <laughs> so, I fall I mean, asleep a lot of times in the race car. People don't. It, it's crazy that you can fall asleep in a car, but it, it is possible. Oh, the thing Sorry about it that. is, though, Brooks, oh, with that that whole event. I mean, you know, we've had folks complain because we raced too long at Gumbo Nationals. Same way with y'all down there. And, I mean, y'all y'all even stepped y'all's game up and have the intro turn, tunnel and all. I mean, when we watched it last year, I was like, man, that's just like they have up there at the Dome. You and Rodney did yep. that all, son. And that, my hat off to y'all for that one. That's something that, that you don't see at a regular dirt track. That's right. I mean, we try to every year we try to get a few things that we can improve on and make the event bigger and better every year. Yeah, and, and you know, like I know, you're pulling more cars than just about anybody in the southeast and probably, you know, in the Midwest as far as street stock-wise because, man, the street stock number has been slacking all across the state. You know that. I know that as well. Yeah. Um, and the tire game is, is horrible right now. So is the fuel. And the cost to get to the racetrack, and people like yourself and, and different ones having big toters. I mean, dude, it takes a lot to get there. You're spending four five hours just to get to the track. Oh yeah, and that's you know I, I'm not sure what the how the fuel situation. You know, I think it's going to actually probably help the local racing because people can't afford to you know to put two or three hundred dollars to go race for three or four hundred dollars. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to drive 
you know, three or four hours away, five hours, and I, and I hope, you know, that don't impact the street stock nationals with the fuel prices uh, and the tire prices. I mean, the tire prices are ridiculous. Even if you can't, you can't even get tires. And when you can, you you're can. paying, it's ridiculous how much a tire costs. Double, I mean, it is. Double. I, I, you think about it, Brooks, and and this was my complaint, All and I'm, I'm not biased by no means, but the new tire rules that they're throwing out, Six tires, you run a late model, you run a modified, you run a street stop. I mean, there's not a car that Brooks Strength has not wheeled, is it not? I mean, you wheeled every one of them that there is out there, correct? Uh, Everything but a sprint car, and I, I still want to drive a sprint car. So if anybody's got a sprint car out there, uh, I, I want to drive it. Well, the king himself said he wants to drive a sprint car. So, look, somebody that's listening, I got there's probably 22,000 people right now listening to the show online. So I'm telling you. We can find you a sprint car to get in. If y'all want to see something, all you just put Brooks in it, and that is a wheel man, a real wheel man. Because he, he amazes me. When he showed up, you just you just go on fold it up. You run for second, third, or fourth. Now, Brooks, I got one for you. Do you know who won the very first street stock national? Uh, it was Rodney Wing, wasn't it? Yes, sir. And Mr. Charles Bird, 7-Eleven car. The country police. Well, that's machine. right. Yep. And like I say, that's something to win your own event. And fans don't realize that being a track owner and a promoter and a race car driver, you know what I mean? And you win yep. an event. People are like, oh, that's rigged. No way it ain't rigged, huh? Because you know, like <laughs> I know, there's been some door-to-door racing. People, they, they look at Brooks and they say, this guy going to win it. And Brooks, he can start on the back and go to the front and win one. I've watched him win several like that. And like I told him, I said, Brooks, you got to come on the Jay Dillon show because, man, you are a true legend. And and your, your cousin, O'Neck, he said, man, you got to get the king on. I said, oh, you ain't no doubt I got to get the king on the show. We was talking about you yesterday. He said, you going to have a king on? I'm going to listen. I said, yeah, I'm going to have a king for sure. Man went out there and, and brought a big crown home, everything else. And, and and Brooks, from time to time, you'll throw everything and then get right back in it. I mean, that's what gets me. Yeah, I think, yep. I think this is going to be it, though. I think I'm done, uh, you know, for sure, owning owning a car and, and driving one, because man, I, I I got a problem with getting, I get really involved because you know, and that's what it takes to win is you got to really dedicate and and have pride. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're racing, uh, you know, a junkyard car or the top of the line late model. You get out of it what you put into it, and that's how I've always kind of looked at it. Uh, that's right. You know, Dennis Duncan is who I kind of grew up racing with when I was younger. You know, he kind of mentored me racing, and and the the amount of time and the amount of I mean, even if it's just it just wears me out to see somebody unload a car that's got bent up sheet metal. I mean, you don't have to have a brand new car, but just beat the dents out of it. You know, show pride. Wash that's right. It. I mean, my well, cars. I promise Bruce, you, everybody that they think I'm driving an asphalt car as clean as my cars are. And, and you know, people don't realize. I'm the same way. My little boy's got a little front wheel drive now because he's. I'm trying to get him in it like you, you know. Uh, can't do it like Kyle Busch and throw him in a uh, forty thousand dollar go kart. So you know, we <laughs> started him out just trying to teach him the basics. And the thing about it is, he's like, Daddy, why do you watch the race car to get it muddy? I said, Because son, them fans in the stands are looking at that hot rod, and I want to make sure everything's right from front to back. Same way with the down and watching the race all day. And you know, like I know, if it's not clean, why take it to the track? You know? No, um, I mean it. It. Yeah. I would clean for about four hours on a regular night. You know, I, in my car, they never sat more than one day dirty. 
the first thing I would do uh, after church on Sunday is, is wash the car or, you know, if any reason it was raining or something, I'd wash on Monday, and it would take me about four hours. Radiator comes out, clean all the stuff out of the radiator every week, uh, lay up under it. I mean, I'd take a rag and wipe down every bar. Then when I got done, wow. I'd go over the whole car with WD-40 and a rag. I mean, it's it's just it's an addiction. You know, I, I it's clean enough to run asphalt, but. And I've, I've seen fans, I've seen Brooks run down the fall classic. He unloaded a triple four shore. That, that is Brooks' strength. You know, when the four 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 comes out, and he calls it triple four shore for a reason because he's going to the front. So, you know, like I know, it was a muddy mess back last year at the fall classic. Didn't know we were going to get the race in. But Charles Thrash and Mr. Rodney Wing, they worked the track in. Brooks come down there and showed out in that modified. Brooks, tell me something about Do you like running there hard and hanging it and, and driving off that right rear? Yeah, I mean, it, I like being on the verge of what it's about, dirt racing, I think. Uh, drive it the absolute hardest right before you spin out or crash. You know, and I've I've That's spun out. I've spun out leading. I've spun out on the starts of race. I, I've I've hit the wall. I've done everything. And, it, you know, can't ever give up. That's and, the biggest thing. And you know what, Brooks? I just, just got a text that uh, – Mr. Charles Bird, the one that owned Rodney Wing 7-Eleven car, he passed away the yep. last night at JMS. He sure In did, man. My heart goes out to his family. Oh, I know him Charles as well, man. You know, at the racetrack for, man, ever since I was racing. You know, he's always, we've always spoke. I mean, he's, he's one of a kind guy. And, uh, at the racing world lost a true legend last night. And, and you know, like I know here, here lately, we've lost a lot of legends that you've seen race at your local track and you've come in and, I mean, people don't realize that we've got to bring these youngsters in because the older generation is either retiring or, you know, passing away and it's no good. We've got to keep the sport going. And you being a promoter now and staying with it like you do, that's where it's at, is it not? Because, I mean, I know you've got a little boy that's going to come up and you going to put him in a race car? Man, I was just talking to my buddy Glendale Shoemaker today, and I said, man, I don't know if I want to get that involved into racing because once you get in it, I think it's one of them sports you can't never get out of. You know, you get involved. Like I was talking to my dad this morning. He was he went to Jackson last night, and he said, man, all the same people that was racing still there. You know, they've got to get some new people into the racing, you know, and that that's the goal with the factory stock class. And, uh, you know, that, that – is our goal is to start a new generation because the old generation, you know, that I looked up to when I was racing, they're all done. I mean, everybody's done. I am the, the old generation now, you know. So, the, you know, the go-kart stuff, uh, move up. That's where I started was in the go-karts and moved up to, to mini stock and then got into the modifieds and, you know, got out of it, got back in the street stocks. Uh, you yeah. know, I've been in and out a lot. and I've been following Brooks a long time, fans. I mean, he was in the lowrider game, Harley game, you name it. I mean, he teamed up with Peacock, Steve Peacock. And, I mean, Brooks is, is a, like I say, a real wheel man. And he's like me, that we've got to get this young generation into it. Because, I mean, and tell me this, what, what's your thoughts on this electric racing? Because, man, Brooks, they're talking about we're going to be all electric racing before it's over with. What's your thoughts on that? Man, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. If you can't hear a race car, it's not a race car. Exactly. You go to Don't the ever track. say that again, man. 
because, <laughs> like I said, that, that, I'm, I'm right there with you. But, I mean, you know, on the other side of things, because I do work for the power company, and uh, I was talking to a guy, he said, you know we're going to be all electric before 2030. I said, man, if they go all electric, I'll start raising shopping carts at Walmart. We'll put uh, a five-horse bridge and set on the front of it or something. I I don't care. I don't care if they're faster. I don't care about none of that. You have to hear a race car to make it a race car. And tell me this. Have you not ever just walked up to the track and listened to the cars and felt the rumble? They come by and you're watching and you're like, man, that dude's flying. He might not have been moving real fast, but it sounds like he is flying because of the way the car set up and the header set up, the motor he's running. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And you're like me, though. I mean, I, I don't want to see it go that way because uh, Stormy Derryberry was—he was talking about it as well. And I told Stormy, he's like, "Man, check out my little quarter midget." I said, "Man, I—I I can't. I don't even want to look at that. It's got some little <laughs> high-powered electric engine." And I was like, "Dude, that—that's a golf cart." Well, man, that's three times faster than my late model, bro. It's electric. But like I say, bro, any sponsors you want to thank? Anybody else you want to mention before we get off the air? Man, I, I've had so many people that helped me through the years, and and my family. Uh, you know, and that that's the biggest thing is is my family loved racing. They were involved in racing and, and still are. You know, my wife, kids. I tell you, if I told her I was going back racing again, she'd support it. You know, she'd probably pull her hair out 100%. for being as gone as I much as much as I was last year. You know, and that that whole tour. I think that might have been what burnt me out this last time. That was that was probably what done it you know i've been in and out but done some local stuff but running for points is hard man and that's uh that's what i got caught up doing last year and it's something that i've wanted to do since the first time i ever sat in the modified so i said if i could win one usmts race i'd be done did you win one u.s yeah the the king yeah the king of america was the that was the one race that i won I yep. mean, you won. You you are the king of America, son. I mean, nothing else higher yeah, than that so. is. No, I mean, not in the modified world. So, I, I, like I guess I, say, I am done this time. The thing about it is, uh, with the whole modified deal, is I mean, you know, like I know up north, out west, where you went out and followed the series and all, they uh, they race a lot now locally. Modified is not as strong as they once was here, and that's why you had to try, was it not? That's right. You know, the the competition, you know, I, I I like competition. I like to go somewhere and run 10th, 12th. You know, I don't – I'm not a guy that just wants to sit around and win all the time. I I, I don't like winning. I like trying to win, you know. I, li- I like the, yeah. the challenge of trying to win. And when I j- jumped on the tour, I said, I got to win one of these races. And I won one, and, you know, that was that was good enough for me. And the thing about it is, you got to win that that street stock national, son. Man, don't and, uh, get me t- don't get me stirred up trying to race that deal. Don't do that. Nah, look, that's what friends do. Look, <laughs> I, want, you know, I want to, I want to, but you know, John John been, Keith is who got me back into racing. That's who got me back this last time. He got state, me into racing. Statement race cars. Yep, he got me. Oh, uh, about. Well, that was about three and a half, four years ago, three and a half years ago, I told him, I, I actually hot lap Ben's car, why not? And I said, I got to have one of these. So I told John, I said, let's put a car together. I'll help you get it going. John's a, a, a hell of a fabricator. He does some of the nicest work in the street stock. I mean, uh, he's up, he's along the lines with the Rocket and, and 
Longhorns and all them guys. I mean, he's on that level. But anyway, so we got got involved in that, and then I saw I just said, man, I want to move up. You know, I've always liked modified, and so I blame John Keith for getting me back in this last time. So I can't go around him no more right now. Well, and I understand a hundred percent because I mean, you like I am. Four years ago, I had made my mind up that we were going to get out of the late model game. And uh, the whole deal was, my brother said, dude, you can't get out. We're too far in. Well, then we lost our old man back June of last June 24th of last year. He got a bad, had a bad tractor wreck. My girl went over him and killed him, of course. And I was ready to sell out like Brooks Spring, just said, put the hauler, everything for sale. And he's like, man, we can't do that. We 14 years in, and we, we built it from us with just nothing but two boys in the dream. Trying to get like Brooks, we ain't there yet because, you know, I, we ain't won the, the team yet. But like I said, we're going to win one big one for us over with. But I want to thank you for coming on, Brooks, for sure. we got to look for Brooks. Absolutely. Down there at Street Talk and Hassle. Thank, what, what thank you for everything Brooks? that you're doing with racing. What about what about Strength's roofing down there in Jackson? Well, you're in uh, Rock Stop, Man, Jackson, yeah. Brooks. Yeah, we we just right outside of Jackson, and it's uh you know that's what I told you the other day. It's it's storm season. You know I'm working sixteen hours, seven days a week. I, I've backed it down to five days, but I'm telling you, it's uh we're wide open. And, you know I kind of lost track last year racing. If you need a roof, need give a roof, us a call. One call, that's all. Two clicks, that's quick, right there. Brooks, strength himself. Want to thank you, Brooks, for your time from taking away from the babies to come in and hang out with Jay Dillon for a few minutes. And like I say, yes, I said, thank you down the road, son. All right, brother. Sounds good. Brooks Green, See you, Brooks. Next on the card going to be Jimmy Thomas, Scorpion Race Card over in Alabama. Jimmy, you uh, you on the air? What's up, man? What's up with Jimmy? How you doing? Oh, just living the dream. Come on, son. Tell me about the new Scorpions. You got it. Sitting over on the fast table. Oh, we're just working away, man. Uh, done learned a lot the past few years, trying stuff here and there, and I think we got a real good piece here. And uh, so we're whipping out some new ones for some customers now. Thing about it is, is I linked up with Jimmy. He comes to the Jay Dillon show uh, down here in Greenville, Rumble on the Gumbo, and I've been watching you on TikTok. That's how I linked up with with Jimmy the whole deal, following him. Uh, and the deal of it was is when I seen Scorpion, I said, wait a minute, that's Jimmy Thomas. i got to go over and shake this dude's hand. Big, big top <laughs> star, and, and that cat can wheel a race car. You was the only Scorpion at Greenwood City, was you not? Yes, sir, I was. In the house, car. It's built. Built, not bought. Hey, that's the only way to go fast, is it not? You build it yourself, you know what you got. Hey, I've always been a firm believer, and, you know, my family grew up, and they built the gigolo chassis and all that stuff, and... I've been taught that if you're going to outrun them guys, you can't go out and get the same stuff they got. you got to figure it out and build it yourself unless you go try to beat them. So, tell me, Jimmy, you run all across the southeast. Where, where's your favorite track to run at that you've been most competitive with at Scorpion? Man, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I've got two favorites. Uh, I struggled at both of them for a while. Now I'm getting pretty decent runs at them. And uh, I like Talladega Short Track and All-Tech Raceway in Lake City, Florida. All-Tech Raceway. So what did you, you do when y'all went to All-Tech? Y'all went to All-Tech a couple weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah, we was there last weekend. We ended up fourth. Fourth? Where did you start at? Uh, started seventh. Uh, 
had a good car. I mean, it's just I, I missed a few little things I needed to do to get a little bit better. But uh, hey, we'll put it in a notebook and go back. That's right. I mean, you know, just like you come to Greenville. I mean, it wasn't a wasn't a great show on earth, but I mean, you did get to come over and hang out with Jay Dillon for a little while. And uh, no doubt. Where'd you end up? Where'd you end up finishing at? At the Rumble on the Gumbo, son. Ran fourth. Uh, man, that was a wild and hectic race, and uh. I'm just glad – I was glad to get out of there with a the top five. Never seen the place before in my life and just go up in there and finish top five like that. I was happy. And you know, like I know, I treated you like you as family because I do that to every race that comes to the track. There's not one that's going to come there. I don't care if it's Scott Bloomquist or if it's the average Joe that's never been to a racetrack and the first time he bought a car and come to the racetrack. I'm going to treat every one of y'all like y'all are all top dogs because, I mean, that's just the way I am because I love the sport. And I, you know, like, I love driving and everything else. But what did you think about the track itself, when in high bank? Because that's got the man-made cushion. I know you heard Turbo talk man. about it. What did you think about it? Man, it's wild. Uh, it was actually really fun uh, before it got too rough, you know. But, it, I mean, right. it, was, it was wild because you go from it, that banking. I mean, it goes super flat to bank, and you can you can run all over this thing. So it really surprised me. But uh, it actually put on some good racing. And the thing about it was, as you know, I'm like Brooks. I know you heard Brooks say, I take the complaints better than I take the compliments. Because, exactly. I mean, that's what I know to do better next time y'all come, you know? Um, exactly. The track was a, little, it was a little dry Thursday night, and Friday night, it, it, you know, everybody wanted it heavier and heavier. Well, then Saturday night, we had a pretty good racetrack in my book. I mean, what you think? You had to drive on it, and I know it got a little rough at the end, but, I mean, that was a lot of racing we put on in three days. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of racing. I mean, look, I, I grew up r- watering a racetrack and all family on East Alabama. It takes a lot to run a racetrack. It takes a lot of time and hours, and I think they did a heck of a job doing what they did. I mean, it made it technical. You had to know where to put your right size to miss the holes, and, I mean, it, you just had to know what you were pretty much doing out there, and uh, I thought it was some pretty good racing. Did, did you have to change up a whole lot from race to race, you know, to, to uh, get faster? Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, always trying to dial it in a little bit better. Heck, man, I'm still learning every time we pull out on the racetrack. What, what about over at Talladega? You know, they had that, that big said Tanner was sitting on the pole, and they had a little uh-oh, and Jake Rainey took over. That race, did you do pretty good in that race? Yes, sir, I won the first night. Yeah, I won the Friday night portion, and the next night, instead of me just leaving my car like I left the first night, I – I went in there and trying to make a bunch of changes, trying to think I was going to get better, and I should have just left it alone. And I ended up qualifying seventh there and ended up finishing fourth in that night. So they got your number on them fours, ain't it? I think you need to put a, go and put a four on that car because you got two, two, and it comes hey. out to be four every time. Huh? Hey, I've, I've got one win and four fours. So I think I, I'm tired of it. It's time to kill. It's time to put some more wins in the book. What are you going to put that gigolo on them, huh? So, so tell me, Heck I, yeah. I, what, what got you started in racing as far as your family got you started? Or who who was the main person pushing you to drive a race car? My dad. Um, you know, my dad and his family, they built and uh, still, you know, still family-owned to this day, East Alabama Motor Speedway. And so I grew up out there every single weekend and pretty much drove out driving water trucks, packer cars, all that. And then whenever I got about 14, 15 years old, my dad asked me if I wanted to race. And you know what I said. I said, let's get it. And, uh, I'm the same and, one. I'm the same one. 
And, you know, he's always built race cars his whole life, too. So, I mean, we we built a car, and and it's just went from there ever since, man. It's all I eat, sleep, and breathe. That's literally what I do every day of my life, and I wouldn't have it any other way. You live in a dream, son. If anybody's living a dream, you live in a dream. You should be in the shop day in, day out, on the road racing, along with building, because people don't realize what all it takes to build a race car from scratch. I mean, ain't nothing oh, but a no, bunch of don't. straight straight tubing you start with and then when it comes out it looks like that scorpion you got now and I mean from it's like daylight to dark, is it not? It's I mean, like you said, it's a straight piece of tubing and then it make a man out of you and make you have a lot more respect for it when you go in there and grab a straight piece of tubing and you fix it and try to build a race car, I tell you that. <laughs> and and then what what sense of accomplishment is it when you're sitting in that seat and you don't want to race and you know you built what you were you know, took the victory circle. Uh, that's, that not that's a, my whole thing about this, man. Like, that just makes you feel so much better, and it means a lot more because you didn't just go out and buy this. You you built it. You did it all yourself. I don't call around. I'm not one of those guys I'm calling around and asking them, this one, what he's doing, what they're doing, and all that. I like to figure it out on my own, and that, and that just makes it feel better, and it's more rewarding when you win one, man. It just feels good. And, and and you're just like every other typical racer. I mean, I got one myself. My brother has been driving the car. I started him when he was 14, and uh, he's 30 now. And our dad walked away from the sport. You know, he'll still help us from time to time, and he still track every Saturday night with me. But, you know, he's like you. He, we, we change this, change that, and then he's like, dude, we shouldn't have to loan us. I told you. And it, <laughs> it, but it, and it always comes back to bite you when you second-guess yourself, does it not? Oh, yeah. Always go with your first instinct. And, uh, I mean, this sport will humble you. And so I've always learned to just go with my first instinct and let it roll. And we'll, if it works, it works. If it don't, it don't. We're going to put it in a notebook either way and learn from our mistakes. And, and tell me this. How many scorpions are you working on with customers right now? Uh, I'm working. I got four to build right now. And, I, of course, I've got some already out there all over the place. But. I don't know. I mean, like I just I like to keep my circle small, man. The people that's committed to you and all that, and uh, right. I don't want to be no big assembly line deal because then you start getting out of hand with everything. And and you can't treat your customers each and every one like they're special because I mean you got so many then. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean that's why spending hour phone calls every day with customers, you know, just trying to see what we need to do to get better and all that, you know, it's just got to have your customer service on point when it comes to these things. And people don't realize what customer service does. I mean, because, I was, like I say, I started, I bought him a GRT. The very first call I ever had was GRT. That was back when Joe Garrison was alive still. And uh, Joe, I know he got tired of me calling him. Jack Sullivan was actually driving his house car when uh, I bought my very first GRT. And I done him the same way you're talking about. You call, and, brother, me and Joe spent six, seven different phone calls a day back and forth because I didn't know what what was going on, you know. And the thing about it is, is your, the Scorpion race car customer service sounds like it's on point. I mean, it sounds like you really care about your, your racers and your cars because, I mean, they're part of you, are they not? Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, we treat these cars like they're our kids, you know, and and I ain't going to – I ain't going to make sell no more if it don't go out there and produce. So, you know, we got to do everything we can to keep these things up front and see what they want and how they, you know, what they need to make it go better and all that. And that's what matters. And and the thing about it is, on that whole whole deal, when you start your own, I mean, what made you just want to go into it and build your own car? Just, I mean, was it just the gigolo chassis made you want to go your own way and do your own thing? Oh, I mean, no doubt. Kids, I mean, when they, when, 
when they shut the doors back in, I mean, look, it's it's a lot easier. I mean, I don't know. It's like building this thing, you're not relying on somebody else. It's on you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's up to you to figure it out. And, and that reward at the end, it pays off, man. It just that, that There ain't no better feeling than going to Victory Lane, sitting in a piece that you built, and you didn't go out and buy You know what I mean? I mean, exactly. it's probably everybody's exactly. dream, honestly. And if you are living the dirt track dream, as Kenny Montgomery said, you're living the dirt track dream, son. And I am, like I said, I'm jealous right here. I mean, my dream was to get on the microphone because I knew I was good at it, but I didn't know how good I really was. And the thing about it was, is uh, like you, the guy put me on the mic, he said, go for it. And I give him all the praise, honor, and glory. He said, man, you're a natural. And Chris Creighton, the same way, he's like, dude, I got to get you a show. CJ Sports and him put me this show together, and like I said, I can't do nothing but give him praise, honor, and glory because I wouldn't be doing what I was, I would love doing if it wasn't for them guys. But like I say, you know, most kids come out of high school and they got to go to work, and you, here it is, you're building race cars for a living and getting to go race your race every weekend and week out, and you know what you can change and you know what to do to make it faster. What yep, you got man. plans for the next few weeks? You got somewhere you going next few weeks? Uh, I'm alright. I'm actually off till uh, June 24th and 25th. We're gonna go to 411, and uh, so I'm gonna take these next few weeks off because that's our next series race, and they they kind of pop up more regular after that and all throughout the summer. So, kind of want to take these next few weeks, get all my ducks in a row, make sure everything's good to go, so we can really go hard at it the rest of the year. So, uh, where, where's your finale gonna be this year? You think? I know you got somewhere you're gonna uh, be in the season at. I think it's at either Needmore or Cochran. I think they added a race at Cochran Motor Speedway at the end of the year for 20000 or and, uh It ended last year at Needmore, but I think they put Cochran at the end this year. So I guess it's going to be either one of those two. So we got to go strong until then. And, Sean, I wish you all the luck, too. Cause, I mean, like I say, it was an honor to meet you in the first place. Uh, and oh, yeah. You know, like I know. I mean, brother, when you meet a true builder who's out there racing this car, I was like, man, I said, I've got to go shake hands with this cat and introduce me and get him on my show on Sunday nights because, man, I'm telling you, y'all are all over TikTok. East Alabama Speedway, Scorpion Race Cars, watch all the different color cars you got sitting there and, and watch y'all load them in the hauler and go racing. And y'all y'all have TikTok, y'all need to get on there and follow Jimmy Thompson's Scorpion Race Cars because I'm telling you, it is one for the books in East Alabama. Y'all still racing over East Alabama? Yes, yeah, sir. They were uh, they running every weekend and stuff. Uh, I just ain't been out there yet with my car, but heck, I was, I go like to go out there and help all my customers because you know a lot of my customers around here. Not only do we build cars, we do a lot of setups and repairs and bodies and stuff for a lot of people around this area and stuff. A lot of them race out there, so I like to go out there and help them guys and make sure help them get in the winter circle. You know what? Uh, what does one of Scorpions cost out the door ready to go? Jimmy, just off oh, the top man. I don't want to scare nobody, but uh, I mean, oh, you, I you, you're looking like normal everywhere else. I mean, it's going to be anywhere from fifty to 60000 by the time it's got out the door. 100%. Because, I mean, I got, like I said, I got a fish flat myself. And, you know, so you were on, you had a bunch of cars in line, and we were trying to get a car quick. A little Bobby, you know, he hooked me up with a car. And if we get another car, we're talking about buying a Scorpion, honestly. Because them machines, you fans are listening at home. Scorpion, they're, they're going to be one to reckon with. What about the, is the Gigolo chassis? Y'all still building them or is them phased out? Or no, what? sir. Uh, when Gigolo, when Gigolo kind of folded up in, in 2000, my dad, man, that's all he knew. 
he self-taught himself how to build these things from and, and all that stuff, and he built all the gigolos and stuff, and he that's all he knew. So he said, I'm going to start my own over here. And by God, he come over here and started it, and look where we're at now. And, you know, my hat's off to your dad for teaching you something that you'll take for the rest of your life till the day they put you in the dirt, you know, they, that you're going to be uh-huh. scorpion through and through. And, honestly, I want to thank you for even coming to Grand Seaway because that was a long haul for y'all guys. Oh, no doubt. Uh, I mean, it was worth every tri- it was worth every minute of it, though. Hey, and I got to meet y'all, y'all's track owner over at, uh, at Talladega Short Tracks, Adam Stewart. I mean, I'm going to get him on before too long. Uh and the thing about it was, is, is we've been over to Talladega Short Tracks and seen the cars. And, man, that's a hooked up little track, though, ain't it? Oh, yeah. It can be hooked up or it can be one of the slickest places around, especially in Alabama. But, man, it's it's a fun little place. And, uh, and the thing about it is, with, with Talladega Short Tracks, is it is one that if you don't know what you're doing, you better have your, your ducks in a row when you go over there. Got a buddy of mine, Justin Cree. I know you know Justin. He, oh yeah. He went over there. He went over at the Ice Bowl and that little front wheel drive. And he called me and said, "Dude, you the king of these front wheel drives. Tell me how to drive it. Can I pull the e brake and go left?" I said, "No, don't touch the e brake." <laughs> he said, "Man, I'm, I'm a late model guy. You, you're supposed to know this. You're supposed to tell me something." I said, "Justin, J Mac, don't do it, cuz." He tried it and he called me right after they were not they were running hot laps. He said, "Son, it's too slick to do that." I told you. And I was watching on TV. I was at the. Uh, at that race show down there in Jackson, and we was watching it on TV. I was with uh, Landon Wallace, and I was checking him out. I said, man, I said he pulled an e-brake. Because it was super slick like you're talking about, and and everybody's running right around the top. Does the bottom ever come in over here? Hey, oh, yeah. Uh, that's how I won the race last time. I was running the bottom, and the guy passed me on the outside, and it just felt too good. And I said, man, that top's going to go away in a minute. So I just I stayed in my line, and I actually fell back to the fourth, and on the restart, about three laps later, I just started trucking on by my own, went on and won the race. And, and you know, like I know, look, we've run third, we've run fourth. I've been battling fuel pressure issues all year. And when that monkey gets on your back, though, is it not bad, Jimmy? Oh, my gosh. I don't even like talking about it. I, I've had one all year long that, I mean, I bought that brand-new Pierce Platinum, 2022 Pierce Platinum. And I got about 60 tied up in it uh, out the door. And the thing about it is, is, I mean, new motor, Eagle motor, the whole nine, me and Corey Hitchcock have been back and forth on the phone the whole time, couldn't get the fuel pressure right. And that monkey, I'm telling you, it was hanging on the back bumper, and he was laughing every time my brother come out in the car. I mean, oh, have you yeah. ever had a night like it, that? It ain't no fun. Oh, oh, everybody does. I mean, like I said, man, this sport of humble, you're going to have some of the best days, and you're going to have some of the worst days, but you got to take the good with the bad, and let's keep on rolling. And the thing about it is, you know, like I know in that class you in, it can go from from first to worst in one click, can it not? Oh, he wrote a zero in about a lap. I can tell you that. And, and you got any young fans that try to follow you? You know, when you go out and they and shake your hand and, and wave at you on the front straight when they see you. Oh yeah, a bunch of them, man, and I, I love to see it, man, because we need to keep this sport going, and uh, that's how we're gonna do it: is impressing these kids and make them want to get in this in this stuff. And the, and the thing about it is people don't realize that, like your dad and everybody else, I mean, the older guys are fading out. They're, they'll watch the race, but they're not racing anymore. And that's where it's going. If we don't get these kids in it, what's going to happen to the sport? It's going to die, is it not? Yeah. It's, it's going to die. 
that's why we need to go back to open trailers and everything so they can see them race cars and want to go to the racetrack. I mean, and you know, like I know, I've got an enclosed, you've got an enclosed. I mean, I've even seen the big hog y'all got over at East Alabama with Scorpion. And the thing about it is, with that deal is, is the race car are hidden. I'm kind of like that, that one that I know you've seen the main one, Larson. Had, he pulls up and he has a six car sitting on the open trailer. Dude, that's where it's at. Because oh, yeah. I'm like you. Man, I used to love that going down the road as a kid when it'd be one of them big races around here and just seeing all the different race cars on the trailers going to the racetrack. I just remember all that excitement. And I know that these kids these days still don't want to see that. But, I mean, it's just done got too fancy and who can outspend who and all that. Exactly. And we got to get back to simplicity, man, and get the sport back thriving and get these but, kids in it. And, and, you know, like I, I told you, Joe Tanner, Jake Knowles, all y'all guys, I mean, the Crate Car Series is a good series. Crate Racing USA, and my hat's off to them for what they do for the series and for the drivers. But it's a money game right now, is it not? Oh, it is. And uh, like I said, that's why I'm in, That's why I'm Crate Racing. I've been Crate Racing a while, and people always ask me, why don't you get a Super Mode? Why don't you go Super Racing and all that? Well, because I'm racing for the same purse most of the time that Supers are racing for with a $50,000 motor they're running versus about ten or eleven we spend in these crates after we're done with everything exactly. we're going to do with them. So I think it, I'm, I'm just – you've got to race with sense sometimes, you know. The uh, the thing about it is, though, Jimmy, is you spend $50,000 to win 10000 8000 I mean, it's not going to cover what you got. You know what I mean? Exactly. But like I say, anybody you want to thank before we get you out there, Oh yeah, it was uh, thank my mom and my dad mainly for getting me going in this port in this house car deal for me, and uh, I got a bunch of sponsors: um, High Roller Recovery, Bobby Thomas Racing Engines, Score Scorpion Race Cars, got support home team, you know, uh, Daniel right. Martin from Bill Stein Shocks, and uh, Patrick Michelle with Sugarland Garden Soil. I mean, he has done a lot for me this year, and I can't thank him enough. And uh, there's a bunch of product sponsors and all. I mean. You can't do this without help. I don't care who you are. You ain't going to do this without backing. You don't have a race car. You don't have a race car. You don't go to the racetrack, correct? (laughs) Do what now? I mean, I said if you don't have backing, you can't go to the racetrack. Oh, exactly, yeah. Sitting there at the shop with just some dreams. But like I said, thank you for coming on. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was talking. I want to thank you for coming on my show for sure. I'm going to get you back on and check, check you out at the end of the season and see how, how Scorpion did. Y'all guys looking for a race car, how to get in touch with you? Uh, they can call us at uh, 334-448-0604 or hit us up on Facebook or any stuff like that. And uh be more than happy to work with you. And uh, I appreciate right, you bringing me on the show, man. It's a cool little deal, and I make sure I start listening every week. Well, that's Jimmy Thomas right there from Scorpion Race Car. That is the owner. That is not just a driver. That is the owner, driver, all in one, the man with the plan, Jimmy Thomas, Scorpion Race Car. Thank you, Jimmy. Y'all look him up, yes, guys. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. All right, man. Until next time. God bless and Jay Dillon does too, son. Kyle McMahon. You in the studio, How's it going? Son? What's up, yeah, I'm brother? here. I'm just Mount, to Drake having a having a meal. Mount Vernon, Illinois. Done drove you drove all the way down to the Greenwood Speedway, you and Austin England, just for the rumble on the gumbo. Tell me, how far how far was it from your house to my racetrack, huh? 
I think it was about six and a half hours, nothing too far. Six and a half hours, one way, just just a race. So, yeah. so tell me, how how did you like being at the Greenville Speedway? Well, the the first two nights were a little bit rough, but I mean, the third night they got in a little bit better shape. Um, it probably would have went a little better for us, but we weren't planning on running for points then, so we just called it a early night. And tell me, Kyle, what uh, what's your plan on racing here in the next few weeks? I know you got a fast hot rod. Uh, we finally got it figured out. We had uh, I thought we had motor issues, and it ended up being a rear end issue. Um, I had planned on running the crate racing series and that just kind of fell through with the issues we had getting behind the eight ball. Um, honestly, right now, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm fixing to leave for Jackson, Mississippi for work for at least a month. So I was going to bring it with me and I, I was going to bring it with me. I think I'm just going to enjoy my time down there instead, uh, do some sightseeing and all that and maybe refresh myself and try to get back to it. Hopefully uh, prices will be down by then, fuel-wise. Maybe, because me and you talked at your trailer, and uh, the thing about it is, is the cost of everything is going out the roof right now, and somebody like me or you that works a full-time job and then races, you know, part-time, we don't do it for a living. So, I mean, is it not hard on us? Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, for me, the, the fuel prices right now back home, I think we're at uh, five eighty nine a gallon on diesel. And, I mean, fortunately for me, you know, it, it's funded, you know, through my dad's sponsorship. But at the end of the day, I still feel bad about it. And the tire situation, you know, working, you know, for a tire factory, I know for a fact that there's no reason they should cost $240. So that kind of oh, just pisses me off. And, and the fans at home don't realize what we're talking about. He's talking about one tire, two hundred forty dollars. Yeah. Now, where they were. Yeah. A year, well, a year and a half ago, they were a hundred dollars a piece. Correct. I mean, yeah. They wasn't, they wasn't, I, about a year ago, they were a hundred eighty. I mean, and the thing about it is, is like up there where y'all run up north versus where we at down here. I mean, the compound's a little different. Was you on fifty five or twenty ones when you was in Greenville? Uh, when, at Greenville, I, I tried the 21s. Um, luckily Saturday night we were able to stay on the 21s. Uh, I didn't hurt them too bad then, but the other night, uh, the first two nights just junking them left and right, you know, I think I spent probably $1,200 in tires. Good. Just, just in the first two nights, just bolting on new ones. Um, but like back home, we're more on like a 55 where we can get a couple nights out of something. Right. So it helps, usually, but... The, that night you came, you know, we had to actually be a little conservative with the track because it was a three-night show, you know, from practice till feature time. We had all classes running as well along with you guys, you know, because some of the tracks only run, if they have a big show like that, they're only running late model. But with the yeah. car counts being like it was, you know, and back home, is, it, is the car count still pretty strong? Uh, I've not like been... I've not been racing weekly. Um, the problem for us is I, I, the car count stayed strong. I ran at Fairbury the other weekend. I think we had like 31-ish cars for a 1,000 win. Um, not paying enough, near enough, um, but everybody likes to race there. So there it was good, but I think this past weekend they averaged probably like 12 cars 
tonight. So it, it's falling off a little bit. Yeah, and the thing about it is, you know, like I know, the average Joe can't afford to race week in and week out, and and sometimes you get burnt out. When you run a whole, whole lot, I mean, you know firsthand. How long have you been racing? You tell me that. And, and uh, have you got burnt out any? I'm kind of getting burnt out right now. Um, I look forward to the great racing series to stay focused on that and have a schedule planned out. I was excited about it, and we missed that show at Needmore, and that just kind of put us behind the eight ball. So right now, yeah, I'm a little bit burnt out on it, especially with prices. Uh, like right, I said, I went to Fairbury. Yeah, I went to Fairbury mm-hmm. and Spoon River, and thinking seventh and eighth place is what I finished, we struggled. Uh, $310, and Good I spent nice. that in fuel. Easy. Plus tires. Account the, the yeah. tires or the, the race car fuel that you put in the car. And if yeah. you pour up anything, as, as far as bars or, or anything, shocks, people yeah. don't realize all yeah. that, that goes into it. it. And unfortunately for that weekend, it, it was rough, but fortunately, nothing majorly torn up, just some body damage, so... Could yeah, always who, be worse. Who got you in this whole thing? You tell me who got you in. Uh, <laughs> I it's I'm actually a fourth generation driver. Um, I'm not sure exactly, wow. but my my great grandpa started probably 50s, 60s, and it just kind of went from there. My dad, uh, we you know we struggled growing up and got to you know a later part of my life where we were kind of be able to do something. I started a four cylinder, so uh, right. I spent. Two kind of two years and four cylinders, and I moved up to late model, and this is actually my tenth season. Tenth season in a late model. And what kind of what, yeah. you know the fans? What kind of chassis you run? I mean, I know, but you tell them what kind of chassis you know you running. Um, I started out in a forward car that was actually built by my dad, and we raced that right around five years. And I just I felt like we were lacking a little bit just because we didn't have you know the resources to help us be better. And went to Barry Wright, and now I'm in a kryptonite car out of West Virginia. Kryptonite. Tyler Carpenter, Mr. Kryptonite. Yeah. And Freddie, fast Freddie Carpenter, his dad. I mean, them guys know what they're doing as far as, I mean, he went to the Dome and won it two years in a row in the kryptonite. And you in the kryptonite, them things will move, will they not? Lightweight, always on kill. Where's yeah, they're track at, Kyle? Uh, I really don't have a home track. Um, I mean, as much as I travel, uh, what I would consider a home track would be Farmer City, but it's still two and a half hours away, two, two and a half. Um, unfortunately for me, I, I've always got to travel. And, and But your dad owns Ford race cars, don't he? Yes, sir. Yeah, they do the street stock deal. And we were we were talking about that, and Hayden Moran drives one of the cars. Yeah. Uh, driving one of the house cars, and that's what it, they, everybody was blown away because I said, Kyle's dad owns Ford race cars. And I was like, wait, what? Well, he's in a kryptonite. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. He's a street, that's a street stock. It's just a little different. But yeah. So, so, you, so your dad's pretty strong in the game as far as the Ford race cars are, correct? Yeah, he, he is with a street stock deal. Um, we we kind of went away there for a few years to, for our main business with Modern Fabrication. He just kind of lost focus on it. And, and back in the day, uh, 
I want to say about 2016-ish, he kind of got revived by Josh Shomlin wanting the car real bad, and it just kind of went on from there and pushed the and, issue with it. And and Hayden flew out to Cherokee seat ladies, what, two, was it two weeks ago? And drove some cars? Uh, I think around then. Um, yeah, they two weeks ago, he ended up driving my dad's car. They hurt a couple motors. So, so. Hayden sent me a sent me a snap like Kyle does, and me and Kyle talk all the time over Snapchat. If y'all are not on my Snapchat, y'all need to add it, subscribe to it. It's Jay Dillon 1986, because me and Kyle, I told him, I said, give me your phone. I had him on the snap. I said, dude, we're going to keep it lit, just like the Jay Dillon show, either at the racetrack or on the podcast, 110 Sports Network, and me and Kyle have been talking back and forth. But tell him, how did that happen out there in Cherokee when your dad saw it? hurt the motor, did they not? They pulled a little 602 out and stuck an oak motor in the car? Uh, they, they went out there with both cars with the open motors and they, they put an open motor in Hayden's car and practice night. I think they ended up, they thought they heard it. They had some, some issues with the oil pump and spark plugs and luckily it wasn't anything major. Uh, I'm, and so Hayden ended up driving the open motor car, which is my dad's and my dad drove the 41M. So he ended up winning, uh, with the open motor. So you, you ever you ever think you can put a super motor over in that clip knife you got? Try your luck at the dog? Man, man, I would if the right deal came about, I, I wouldn't hard be without a question. Uh I would like to go super racing now just so I could race a little bit closer home for a little bit better money. But the time that it takes I just I don't have the dedication to it right now. It to do it for me to do it right, when I go to the racetrack, I expect to win. And you have to put that dedication in through the week. And I just do not have that time. And, and three of my hats off to you because you're, you're just like me. You work a full-time job. And yeah. you know, I heard him say he, is, he works in the tire factory industry. And you know, like I know, the prices could be adjusted, could they not? And it could, it, the overhead is not as much as everybody acts like it is. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it can always be worse. And I'm just hoping and praying that the the whole deal on the whole deal with the, the tire issue is it goes down a little bit because I mean, like I say, the average racer is just man. Kyle, we talked about this at Coach Trailer that night. We tried every every way possible, and you know, Hoosiers got it on lock. You can't run nothing but a Hoosier in the crate series, which is a good yeah. thing and a bad thing. Yeah. 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 Hoosier to me is become a monopoly. Um, That's the way I see it. Everybody can scream American racer and this and that. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, I'm a conspiracy theorist, if Hoosier has a stake in American racer, um, just so they're not monopolized. But that's just my take on it. Exactly. I mean, I'm the same way. That's just like the fuel. I mean, the fuel has jumped out the roof. Uh, I got a drum yesterday of three, three. I mean, what are you paying for a drum of fuel? Your uh, I, I'm honestly not sure. The last I knew of, I think it was last year, is it was around two fifty ish a drum, but that's E85, um, and that's a local distributor on a deal. And uh, the thing about it was, is man, it got unreal here in Delta because I mean, we had to shift the fuel in, of course, because we don't have yeah. somebody on tap. Yeah. Just like your deal. I'm getting it from Jackson, 
and you got to you got to get you got to buy eight to ten drums when you buy it. And man, Kyle, I'm like I'm like oh lord. I said how much money? And my wife's over there writing a the check out. She said how much? I said three eighty. Just write it. Don't worry about it. She said yeah, it's not gonna last for two two nights. I said it is what it is. You know, yeah, like I know I, firsthand though. Go ahead. I know the VP and all that stuff. It stepped up quite a bit, and it. And I, I mean, I understand it, there, but then again, at the end of the day, there's no reason for it. You know, there there should be a price increase on things, and Hoosier hadn't had a price increase for quite a while, and, and really, racing fuel didn't either. But there comes a time, you know, just crate racing weekly. We're racing for five hundred dollars. I mean, then you, you can't that be tire. racing for two tires. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're racing for a set of rear tires. And the, and the sad thing is, just like you just said, and the fans at home that don't, you know, that, that are sitting in the grandstands don't know the side we know about it. I yes. mean, they, they they probably look at some of the, the prices and stuff to hear us talk about, but people really don't know what all goes into a race car because it's a full-time job, just like we have a full-time job from 8 to 5 or, in my case, your case, 7 to whenever, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, and and I'm fortunate enough now. Yeah, I mean, I I have to put in my time. I work for my dad, and I'm fortunate enough that he puts you know 98% of the bill. But at the end of the day, that's uh, I still feel guilty about you know some of the unnecessary expenses because that's also you know maybe down the road that's part of my retirement too. <laughs> I feel you 100%. And that's you know what my brother. Like me and you talked about that day with me, you and Austin Engel sitting there. That uh, I mean, my retirement went in at at New Pierce Platinum. You know, and the thing about it was, is I drew my four one k down just to buy a new race car. Was that a smart <laughs> move? Probably not. And, and the same yeah. fans, he he laughed at me just like that when we were talking at the back of the show that at the Grand Speedway on my show, and. uh I reached out to him, and I'm glad he come on tonight just to talk racing because he, you been in the NASCAR race day, hadn't you, son? Yeah, yep. Who won? Uh, unfortunately, Logano. Joey Logano. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it could have been worse. Could have rained. Ah, uh, man, I don't, it, you know? I, I don't know if it could have been worse. Logano and a Ford, I just can't deal with that. <laughs> I don't know how you know, the only way to make a Ford fast is put a Chevrolet in it. That's yeah. the only way to make yep. a Ford fast. <laughs> Here in the Delta, is everybody wants LS swap everything. But like I said, yeah, but... I used to be an average drag racer. Now I'm a dirt racer. And, I mean, that's yep. where it's at. You know firsthand, just like I know, if it ain't on dirt, it ain't racing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, NASCAR is good and great. It's got a lot of hype to it. I mean, there's a lot of followers. Billion dollar business. But, yeah. If you want to really see how good a driver really is, put them in a dirt car. Let's yeah. how Mike Mahon give them their car. He'll say, here, drive it, Chris, and I, and show me what you got. And, and they go from first to worst quick, do they not, Kyle? I, I believe, you know, a big majority of them, there will be a handful of people that can step up and do it. But, yeah, uh, majority, Larson, yes. Larson, he, he's a man. I mean, he got in a dirt car, and he showed out Lucas all the whole nine, you know, like I know. But yep. for the majority of them that drew on asphalt, they'd be lost. They'd be looking yeah, they want to go south. Yeah, they're going to struggle. And, and and the thing about it is, is I remember back, I don't know, three, four, five years ago, they had the big race at Talladega. 
and uh, they put that they let all the NASCAR drivers come over. And I think Tony Stewart put the bill on three or four of those cars that those NASCAR guys total trying to oh, wow. trying to get in there and, and do what we do on a weekend week out basis. Yeah. So so you ain't gonna bring your kryptonite down to Jackson when you come. Ah, uh, man, I I would love to. Um, the the biggest problem is just one the fuel bill. Uh, granted, I'll be down there. I'll be working out of a hotel parking lot. And I did it last year. Yeah. Ended up picking up a win at Jackson. Uh, I should have picked up two, and I, I screwed up myself just not knowing the tire situation. Uh, but really, I, I'm looking at more of a work vacation. I'm gonna try to enjoy myself a little bit more. Just kind of kick back from it, and hopefully, you know, get that drive again to go want to step out and race some more and hopefully prices might go down, but I doubt it. You think you're going to think you're going to stay with the kryptonite deal the whole, whole ride through. Or you think you ever go anywhere, anyway else forward, man, I, Jeffrey, you know? I, I, I do like my kryptonite. I love it. Um, I, I would always be open to try something else, but, uh, as far as I'm still on a budget, kryptonite fit that budget, uh, for a nice piece, you know, to get updated. Uh, I, and I even looked at kind of maybe doing the Barry Wright deal, and they were and a, even a black diamond. They were just outrageous compared to the Barry or the Kryptonite stuff. So, and I'm glad I went right. With Kryptonite I, stuff. I got an old school Barry Wright, believe it or not. And uh, he, I called Barry Wright and I told him what it was, and told him the chassis number, and you know, like I know, he said, "Man, you got a dinosaur." I said, "Yeah, I got a dinosaur. <laughs> I do have one." He said, where in the world did you find an old Barry Wright like that? He said, man, I'd like to have that from my museum. I said, well, you can sure get it. Because you know, like I know, race cars don't last, especially the race cars. Um, yes. have, you, have you ever had any bad wrecks as far as? Uh, no, I, I luckily haven't. Um, as far as a big car, I haven't. And the four-cylinder stuff I did, but totally different deal. Uh, what kind of four-cylinder did you run? I actually ran a Nissan Altima four-cylinder. Come on, front-wheel drive, man. Yep. Now, is it oh, not yeah. a daylight and dark? Is it not daylight and dark driving a late-mile drive, front-wheel drive? Yes, but uh, the, the four-cylinder stuff will teach you a lot of lessons. Um, that and there's just pure enjoyment in four-cylinder stuff. Late-mile stuff, you got to stay so serious that you don't necessarily get to enjoy it. <laughs> That's the truth. The thing about it is, I'm glad I'm talking to somebody that, that actually knows the other side of the game because most people see force on there. That's a kid class. It's a kid class at certain tracks, but as far as yeah. the force on there in the whole, I mean, is it not growing across the United States? Because that's what any, the only budget racer can afford right now. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It, when I started in it, I think it was 2010, uh, pretty well 2010. It was a serious deal around here, and it's it's died off a little bit, but that's just because, as usual, everybody lets everything get out of hand. But exactly. it, it taught me a lot of a lot of life lessons, um, I, and I am thankful for it. And see, I'm glad to have somebody on my show that knows both sides of the thing. Because you have guys that are our age, child, that comes straight out and they dad just puts them right in a late model or street stocks then to a late model that never yep. knew the, the the struggles of a force on because the thing of it is, is that's where you cut your teeth at. I mean, I've yeah. got a nine-year-old. Oh, yeah. You met my little boy. And, yeah. I mean, he's running a four-cylinder. And it's just because of the fact of he needs to learn firsthand, you know, in a front-wheel drive. Because that's, that's what you learn. And you don't learn in an $80,000 weight model. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. 
So when you get to Jackson, you, you better hit me up so we can link up down there at Jackson Motor Speedway. You can come up to Greenville and uh, hang out with me on the Jay Dillon Show for sure. No one can find you something yeah. that I did. Yeah, I had a uh, – I was hope. biggest problem was I didn't leave this – I was supposed to leave this week, and that was kind of a big factor. I was trying to go after the bounty money there, and I yeah. ended up not being able to leave, so Randall you ended up getting that money. money. You know, oh, yeah. That, it was $3,600, and mm. Randall back with the same one, one rum on the gumbo. Oh, oh yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I got to talk – I talked to Randall this morning. And uh, Randall told me, he said, Jay Dillon, he said, man, I got lucky twice in a row. I said, come on, son. I said, did luck have anything to do with it? Because, I mean, you know, he, he does drive a Rocket XR1, and, and dude is a wheel man. I give him that. Cause, oh, I mean, yeah. Like I say, you've seen, you seen first hand he was in the race. He, he, he waited until the last two laps to make his move and, and come out on his end. But, like I said, Absolutely. I for being on. Thank you for being on. Anybody want to thank any sponsor? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd like to thank my dad, Race MacMon, with Modern Fabrication, Modern Day Storage, uh, Burwell Motorsports, Blaze Burwell. If you're in the market for a new kryptonite or a used car, hit him up. Uh, he's got quite a few cars right now. And uh, Pure Max Racing Oils. And uh, say any any big events you got on your calendar or circle that you're going to hit before the season's over? Uh, at this time right now, um, I'm honestly – uh, fifty-fifty on selling out. Uh, I, I just, on, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm hoping I'll take this month off and kind of see where everything's at. I would like to hit up, you know, some of the crate racing USA at the end of the year. Just some of the bigger shows when I can get away, uh, especially if right. I'm down in Mississippi working. So you had to had to take off and run home, grab the car, and come back, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I'm hoping to take it with me. Um, Aaron's offered his shop to me, Aaron Harper, that's with Randall. Uh, we'll just kind of see where things play out at. Uh, like so. I say, I want, I want to thank you for coming on for sure. And when you get down to Mississippi, you better hit your boy up. Because uh, oh, I look yeah. forward to seeing you when you get down to my neck of the woods. I appreciate it. All right, man. That's Kyle Mountain, Mount Vernon, Illinois, and uh, running that Kryptonite race car. And we're going to catch him on the flip side for sure. Yes, sir. Have a good one. You too, God legend. Jay Dillon does too. I'll catch you on the flip side, son. Keep your tail lights burning. All right. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, brother. That was Kyle McMahon from Mount Vernon, Illinois. His dad owns Ford Race Cars. We are going to open the phone lines up for five minutes, and then we're going to wrap it up here on the Jay Dillon Show. We had a lot of heavy hitters on here tonight. Brooks, Trent, Jimmy Thomas. Riley Seedy, Mr. Bo Henderson, the car owner, Kyle Owen. Uh, Landon Wallace just texted me. I think he's going to jump on. And he's out in Arizona now. He was one of my little protégés I started in this announcer game. Got him hooked up. And he went out there doing big things. I want to encourage all you fans at home to come on out to your local dirt tracks and support them. Because the thing about it is, is without you fans and without you racers that's got them race cars, it uh, cannot be possible ever. The thing about it is a rising cost, you know. But if you spend just as much money going to the grocery store or going to the, bring them, them kiddos out and see them race cars and hear some of 
good announcing because we always keep it lit right yeah. on the Jay Dillon show. Jay Dillon. Yes, sir. All right, then, man. This is uh, this is Chris. Uh, man, a great show tonight. We're still waiting on uh, Landon uh, to to phone in here, and so as soon as he he does, we're gonna plug him in. But a great show tonight, man. Awesome guest with uh, Brooke Strings, uh, uh, Jimmy Thomas, the Scorpion Race Cars, uh, Kyle McCann of uh, of uh, four race cars, of course. Riley Sheedy, who's a local where we are, and uh, looks like we've got uh, Landon. Well. This could be Landon Wallace, I believe, uh, calling in here. But uh, good show tonight, man, and uh, we appreciate everything that you're doing. Look, guys, if you missed the show and you're looking for it, uh, you can find it on iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts. You can go to 110NationSports.com, uh, uh, and uh, you can find our pod page there. It'll load up on that. So, guys, uh, just you know, share that around when you see the link. Uh, make sure it gets shared out on Snapchat and all the other cool places. Uh, that that are available, and uh, we appreciate everything that you're doing. We're gonna plug in uh, your next, next guest there, sir. Next Sunday night, we're gonna be on TikTok Live for sure. Temple. Landed Lando Wallace, you in the Jay Dillon Studio, son? Uh, I think I'm in the Jay Dillon Studio. Can you hear me? What's up, Cud? What's, What's up, I told him, I said, my little protege is going to come on with the Jay Dillon show. Guy gave him a whole lot of tips and, and tricks, and now you're out in Arizona doing big things, ain't you, son? Yeah, something like that, something like that. Well, what track are you at now, Landon? We are at, uh, I'm at Canyon Speedway Park in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, little uh, high bank, tri-oval boring, and uh, it produces a pretty good racing, man. Um if you look up, if you look up um, the IMCA National Points, uh, a lot of the guys you see across all of the IMCA National Divisions uh, race week in and week out of my home track, man. So I got some hot shoes out here. I'm gonna try to get some of these guys to come down a, and race against these Mississippi boys and see who's better. But you know, I don't know who they're going to catch. Pretty good. We uh, we do it big in, in Mississippi. You know that firsthand. And your dad doing the same kind of jacking. And Landon, is it a big change from being in Arizona from Mississippi? Oh, it's huge, man. You know, um, I live in a town called Brandon. Uh, I know you've probably been through it, Jay Dillon, had the Meridian and why not, but, uh, you know, it's a town of about 25,000, and I moved to a city of 5.8 million. So, uh, it's Landon pretty, from uh, Brandon. Landon from Brandon. It's, uh, it's definitely an adjustment. Uh, luckily, I got my – a beautiful sidekick with me all the time. She always takes care of me. She's uh That's that's the main thing. That's the main thing. She's taking care of me. Life is good, I can't complain. You look like you're doing good. Y'all guys, if y'all are not following Landon from Brandon on the TikTok, y'all need to get on there and follow him because that man he keeps you laughing. I told him I back when he ain't posted in a while. He, he uh he wanted to wanted to, to get on the mic and I told him I said, Go for it, dude, you got the personality. And look at him now, now the boys on TV and everything else. Young man done went, made a name for himself, for sure. Went from driving a front wheel drive. And what all have you drove actually on a racetrack? Oh man, I have drove factory stocks. I have drove hot shots. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. You gonna be able to come down for the hot shot shootout you started on at Jackson? 
Man, I don't think I'm going to be able to. It's. I would love to. I would really, really love to. But it's going to cost me over over $1,600 probably in tickets for, for me and my girl to fly back home because I don't want to go without her. So That's right. You can't leave home without her. You know, Jay Dillon, yeah. every time you see me, I got my sidekick right beside me. I don't go to the restaurant oh, yeah. without my wife and kids. And the, and the thing about it is, I told Landon, he said he's going to move out there, and he found him a girl and all this. And, and what I tell you, Landon, go for it. You only live once, son. You know, he told me go for it, and here I am. And it's been a success, man. Uh, I got a really good job. And, I'm a manager now. I don't have to really bark, take no orders from everybody. I do it how I want to do it. And bought me my first car the other day. It's been going good, man. I've been extremely blessed since I moved out here. Well, Landon, I'm very proud of you. If anybody else ain't told you. And to, and to see you on the mic, that makes me happier than anything. Because you're on TV and everything else. Yeah, that actually, man, I kind of got lucky uh, into it. You know, when I on the way out here, which I told you this at the race in the Travaganza, you know, I I'd messaged so many racetracks around the uh, around the area, and I was like, you know what, I want to get a job. I said, I want to at least go find something. You know, if I'm going to move this far away from home, I want something that's going to remind me of home. So I messaged all these racetracks, and uh, Dave and Penny Craft up at Canyon Speedway Park, they actually uh, messaged me back, and and we got on, got on the phone, started talking and stuff. And then as soon as I landed, I think it was the very next day uh, I landed, I went out to the racetrack and I met them. And uh, luckily it turns out that we have a um, contract through uh, IMCA TV. So uh, each race, each and every week and each and every – or each and every time we race, uh, it's live broadcast through IMCA TV. So if anybody ever has an IMCA TV – Subscription, go ahead and click on Canyon Freeway Park to check in the show. We got some of the best racing I think in the state of Arizona and it's not even close. Um so I recently got the opportunity. Track, uh I'm actually about an hour well, maybe we were what are we, an hour from Canyon? Yeah, we're exactly an hour. We usually get there in like fifty minutes of traffic's not going all kind of crazy. Mm. But I'm about an hour from it. You know what's crazy is it's not but what, twenty five miles, thirty miles? Something like that. The city of Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. The city of Phoenix is so huge, man. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I think just the city of Phoenix itself will take up from probably Madison County all the way to good God, Madison County, probably all the way down to shoot at least yeah, Madison County. Like I mean, it's huge. So what? I, I know. I lived out there. I went. I went out there in 04. I've done a little six months stand out there in Tempe, so I know exactly what you're talking about. No, oh, yeah, Junction, all I live at. We live what ten minutes in Tempe. Yeah, I live downtown Tempe, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And the traffic on the interstate out there is ungodly, is it not, Don? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's, it's different though, but honestly, it don't bother me that much. I mean, it's just this traffic. You know, I feel like when you're when you're a washed up race car driver, traffic don't scare you no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you and you're a back road boy from. From Brandon, Mississippi, so you can go find a way around that interstate. I already know because I, I lived out there and I was oh, like, well. Find a way. I may have to use Google Translate, but Lana Wallace will find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Up, down, back, right, forward, or front, you're going to get it, are you not, son? And that's why I said I had, to get Lana, I had to get Lana Wallace on the J. Dillon show because the thing it was, as Landon's a good friend of mine, number one, and number two, I think of him as a brother. And he is a heck of an announcer. When I heard him down in Jackson, I told him, I said, son, you got it. You got to stay with it. And Landon, and he, he, was, he was joking with me. He said, man, you about my age. I said, no, son, I'm 35. And Landon, was he 23, 22, 23? Yeah, 23. 
And see, y'all look at him, 23 years old, and he's on IMCA TV week in and week out. That guy's doing big things for the industry as, as a whole. And has y'all's car count been up out there landing? You know, the car count, um, what's kind of weird is our racetrack. We run so many different divisions. That And, like, the way we run races here, we'll run five divisions on one night, and we'll turn around and run five different divisions on the second night. Um, we wow. had a lot of two-night shows to start the season. So, like, one night we'd run, you know, we'd run mod lights, dwarf cars, mini late models, you know, hobby stocks and stock cars. Then we'd turn around the very next night, we'd run super late models, sprint cars, uh, the IMCA stock car division. We'd run, what else would we run out there, babe? Uh, it's all kind of stuff, man, and it's it's really a super late model. I mean, it runs it runs really good. Uh, on an average night, if you look at it like this, you know, we probably average fifty to I don't know, probably fifty to sixty five cars per night. So I look at it like this: if you were to put them all in one night, about one hundred and fifteen race cars on a, on a weekly basis. That's that great. Good so, night. And, you know, the only local track that's running those kind of numbers landing since you've been gone is Pike Speedway. And they're pulling those kind of numbers on a weekly show where Jackson, us. Um, now, the MAG, they do, you know, of course, you've, raised, you've been there, watched, race the whole nine. Oh, yeah. They pull a, a, Johnny a hundred cars. That's, that's the you know, king, son, Johnny. I've noticed that, honestly, Jay Dillon, since I've left. I, and I don't know if it. Me personally, and this is this is my personal opinion, and you can put this as a hot take. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody or nothing. Uh-huh. I've been to Pike. I've raced at Pike. I'm not a fan, um, for being honest. I'm not a fan of it. Right. I'm not bashing the track. I'm just not a fan. I don't but like Ke- it. Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates and old Colt Ford brought Pike to the map, though, son, because they, they brought folks to the racetrack that didn't know nothing about a racetrack. Um, oh, yeah. And, and I mean, if you fans hadn't hadn't got on there, Kevin Gates and, and they they made a song and all, and I noticed some of the guys that was on the video, and I'm like, wow, you know, yeah. made a, a, a country rap type song, and I'm like, they putting Pike on the map, but they're right there, they're they're what an hour north of New Orleans, so I mean, they can pull yeah. just like Johnny Stokes. Well, you know, they get they get Baton Rouge cars, which is good. You know, Baton Rouge, what really is. Well, really not a lot of people think about Baton Rouge from what I've been told, and a credit I have never been, but i got a good bunch of friends that race down there. And uh, I've heard Baton Rouge has completely hit a 360, and they're one of the best tracks in Louisiana. So with them being so good and them not being far from Pike, that makes them so good. But then you get to the part where you get to Jackson, which is the track I worked at, the track I was the promoter and the announcer at last year. And, man, honestly – I've seen their car count. It looks like it's dropped since last year, which is not making any sense. Uh, I know Rain and Amanda are putting on a good show. I know that they have done so many facility upgrades. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know if it's if it's lack of promotership. I don't know if it. I don't know if the track's been bad. I haven't been, but I've seen it. The, the track's been good. I've been down there. I haven't seen. I, there, I haven't seen anybody complain. So. I don't know what the deal is. Hopefully, um, you know, Terry and Amanda and Raymond can get the car count up some because I'd hate to see that track go, especially after all those new upgrades they just got. I mean, it's a, in my personal opinion, I'm not just tooting my own horn because, of course, it's my favorite racetrack. It's where I was born and raised and where I went, you know, and it's where I promoted, where I got my first chance to announce. And, you know, right. that racetrack, in my opinion, is one of the nicer ones in the state. It just needed a little bit of work, and the work has been put in. 
and me personally, I mean, I have born and bred Greenville. Like me and Artie was talking, I'll die Greenville Speedway. Announced there, VP, the whole nine. Uh, but just like anything else, uh, the all over landing my personal favorite if race track ever going to do is the mag. Because, I mean, that that's like going to NASCAR. You know that and I know that. You, uh, you never guess my favorite track, Jay Dilly. Come on. Talk to me. Come on. It's Super B, it's Super B Speedway in Chatham, Louisiana. Chatham, Louisiana. Jay Dillon fell in the stadium in Chatham. That is my favorite racetrack I've ever raced on. You know, credit now. I know, uh, God, what's his name? I think it's Brandon Hightower promotes it now. Uh-huh. And, right. um, you know, back when I went, Mr. Jerry Hopson, I mean, that dude was a astounding guy. I went down there. I love that racetrack, but I've had two of my biggest heartbreaks in racing ever at that racetrack. And I've won two heat races down there, and I ran I ran almost won 2500 bucks one night. But, but uh, you know, Landon, me and you both run Honda. Uh, you had the maximum. I've got. I actually got Landon's first first really fast finger or front wheel drive, whatever you want to call it, buzz car that my nephew Landon's driving. And I'm gonna get him on the show in a couple of weeks when we do a stinger special. Uh, but like I say, the thing about it is, Landon, you know now the Honda you ran the last car you had, and my I've got two of them just like it. Now we can't run them at Saddam, so. That's kind of put us in a bind, you know, because they, they introduced new rules, and now we can't run those uh, K-Series motors. And, you know, and here's here's my – and someone asked me about it, what do I think, and this is how I look at it. I actually agree with the move that uh, Brandon Hightower did. I think actually getting the Hondas out – because I look at it like this. You know, there's, in my personal opinion, East Alabama Speedway in East Aboga, Alabama does this. There's an open, there's an open hot shot and just a hot shot, you know, and you get right. these guys in there like, for an example, you know, Jackson is it's hot shot class is one of the bigger ones. Another car count was a little slammed this weekend, but usually it's one of the bigger classes they have. You know, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019 or 2020. I don't remember. I think it was 2019. May have been 2020, but the All American 60 came around and this guy from Alabama. I'm a good book. Huh? Yeah, when you caught on fire, I think it was you caught fire. Yeah, and, that was 2020. Uh, 2020, yeah. I thought it was 2020. Anyway, you know, a, a friend of mine, I call him a friend, we talked a few times. Uh, his name's Isaac Gibson. And, I know uh, Isaac came really down, well. Yeah, he came down with his, uh, his SCDRA Honda, and, man, it was just a walk in the park. I mean, he just – his car was so fast. And I can understand why – Brandon got rid of the Hondas, but I think if it was one of those, well, just like, you know, just like the Rev, man, you know, the Rev didn't allow Hondas either. I think it, it keeps the class more competitive, but I also think that if you open another class and do, and let a, you know, a Honda and a V6 run together, I think that would be a right. good class, like a, super, like a super buzz class kind of deal. Well, you know, we've done that at my show in Greenville. I opened a, a young gun class for 14 to, to well, 14 and under. Pretty much, because my little yeah. boy is nine, and now we've got the hot shots, and then we've got the young guns, and that way I can get my younger guys to racing. Whereas in, you know, because I threw my landing in your car right out there with the grown ups, and he done yeah. good. I mean, you know, he runs up front the whole nine, one point champion last year. But I mean, like you say, it, the ones who have the souped up cars are the ones that, that are suffering the most, because I mean, Isaac can't run over at Chatham. They couldn't run the rail. I can't come over anymore. They're doing my cars. Uh, 
but also that that night you're talking about, I caught on fire in a barge car that I brought down there to All American City just to hang out with Landon Wallace and uh, the crew, and, and made three laps on fire. If y'all have not seen it, get on YouTube and look up the All American Sixty, and you'll see Jay Dillon looking like Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner on there. Made with four or five laps on fire. Landon's making jokes about it on the microphone, and I'm on fire, jumping out looking like Ricky Bobby running past the truck, but. But it was what it was, and then I had to tell the, the guy that I borrowed his car, I caught it on fire and burnt it to the ground at Jack's Motor Speedway, which he wasn't too mad. But, you know, it, it, it's something me and Landon can look back and laugh about. And the thing about it is, Landon, it, is people hate to say it, but the front-wheel drive class is the one that's growing right now more than anything. You know, that's why you know that's why I took the, the hot shot shootout so personally when I came up with it, and that's why Talladega Short Track can kiss, well, they can kiss where the sun don't shine because they're trying to steal it. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but uh, you know, that's why I took it so personally, I you know. Yeah, they caught, well, they, pretty long story short, you know, they they had their own hot shot shootout this past weekend. Credit, you know, they can do what the hell they want. I don't care, but, you know, I just look at it like yeah. this. I created the hot shot shootout back home for the simple fact that, you know, it's time to give the little man a chance. It's time right. to make the little man, you know, it's you time for him to be on that, the spotlight. That nobody else has even done thought about. You know, we do have a big hot shot race as well. And I did win it with one of my cars this year. Uh, I got to drive in it, but uh, a guy that I burned his car from landing show, uh, I, I actually, he won it in uh, one of my cars. And like I say, you know, the, the young guns, uh, the young gun class and the hot shot class don't get enough credit. You know that, and I know that personally. They don't. And the thing. Well, that's like And the thing. Go ahead. Here's the thing, Jay Dillon. It's not just it's not just happening in Mississippi. It's happening out here in Arizona too. You know, this IMCA Sports Compact class out here is really, really competitive, and they put on a good show each and every weekend. And like me, I just don't really know if it's just the fact that, you know, I raised hot shots and I kind of felt disrespected from other drivers, or if it's just the fact that I just love Japanese Hondas. I don't know what it is, man, but, you know, it's just one of them classes where I'll stick behind it and I'll swear up and down to the day I die. You know, everyone always asks me, Lennon, what's your favorite? You like sprint cars? You like late models? You like stock cars? I said, the heck with all that. Give me a front-wheel drive hot shot. That's what I like. Amen. I'm the same way, fellas, because I've got one. I've got a Barry Wright sitting at my garage door right now with a 408 Oak motor in it. And, of course, I've got a crate car. And uh, three hot shots here, and then I've got three more open bells on them. And people don't realize the reason I've got so many hot shots, his, his best friend's, and I, I want to say Lance Kennedy guy, the tech man down in Jackson Shane, they got the LS yeah. Sprint car series. But when when I pull in the gate, they say, oh, God, the King's here. How many hot shots did you bring with you this time? Because, I mean, we went to Jackson a couple weeks ago, and I brought eight cars with me. When we come through the gate, there was like, yeah. oh, a line. It looked like we were on a funeral procession with, <laughs> with all them hot shots. And, I mean, yeah. it, it is what it is. And, and the guys don't get the credit they need. But – we, me, and you as well, and you're in Arizona. I'm in Mississippi. We're gonna give them the credit they deserve because they do just as much work as a sprint car or a late model guy any day of the week. Well, y'all look at I mean, this, you know, and like me, this is how I look at you know. Back in 2019, in the car that, ironically, you know, you own and Landon owns now. You know, man, I won. I won ten races, and at one time, I won six races in the road in the road with that car. You know. I drove to BFE, Alabama, paid 850 bucks for that car, and I credit, when I got back home, we found out I didn't fit in the roll cage, so I had to put a brand-new roll cage in it. You know, I had no experience with it. I, was, I had a job where I was making maybe 350 bucks a week, 
And that whole year, you know, I was committed. You know, I would, I would, I'd get a three hundred fifty dollar paycheck, and three hundred forty nine of it would go into my little maxima. You know what I mean? And, and, and what did you tell me though? I woke up, didn't know Landon from Adam. Me and him were complete strangers. Didn't know. Walked up, shook his hand, started talking with him and dad. And my first words out of my mouth was, "What do you want for it? Is it for sale?" He had a big old yep. van on his face. We were, I remember where I was. I remember exactly that day because I was parked. Right there behind the pit bleachers uh, on the side, and you walked up to him and you asked me what it was, and you asked me if I sell it, and I told you, I said, well, probably after the season I would, but. And then two weeks later, my phone rings, and Landon says, yeah, you can buy it if you want to buy it. I sent some guys down there and picked it up with it, been partners ever since. And like I say, oh, yeah. I don't want to cut you, don't want to cut you short, but like I say, we're running out of time. Thanks for coming on. Anything you want to say or, or mention before you get off the head? Yeah, uh, I mean, shout out to everybody, Jay Dillon. I appreciate you. You know, you always been my, my main homie. Uh, I'll definitely get back on again. Just let me know. Guys, if you want to catch be- some really good racing, uh, you know, we're actually in our off season right now because of the heat. Um, so if you guys ever want to catch some really good racing and back in September, uh, follow Kenya Seaway Park on Facebook. And then um, you can follow my personal Facebook page, Landon Wallace Announcing. You can follow it. For all the updates out here in Arizona, I'm going to sneak down to Mississippi one time this year and hopefully catch a race at Jackson, Jay Dillon. So you're going to have to come on down from Greenville. Come hang oh, out with your buddy. So. You, just, you just give me a, a, a ETA of when you're coming, and maybe I can bring a car down there and let you wheel one. See if you still got it done. I know i got a race suit to fit you because you done got out there with your, your new woman. You done lost all that weight and then got in got in <laughs> shape and all that other stuff. See you running the marathon and stuff now. Landing for granted, done slimmed up and trimmed out. Oh, no, so, no, 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 oh, 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 that, that ain't me running the marathon now. I'm still fat. That's her running the marathon. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. I'll slim we, up uh, a little bit. I'm still a little chunky, but it'll be all right. We're going we're gonna to see about getting you a show if you're interested in it. The 110 Sports Network, 110 Nation. Uh, y'all look us up, www.the110nationsportsradionetwork.com. Landon Wallace, we're going to talk about getting him a show for too, too long because Landon's got the West Coast covered. i got the South covered. And the thing about it is, and he, Landon knows if I any way, shape, or form I can help him, he knows I'm going to do it. Because like I say, he would call me from time to time and, and tell me, tell me from line, Landon, is this right, that right, what I need to do this way? And I tell Landon, just go with your clothes. I mean, you got it. Don't listen to nobody. Don't let them critique you. Just, just do you. And look at it now, Landon. I'm very, very proud of you, son. Thanks for coming on the Jay Dillon Show. I'm going to have you back on in a few weeks just, just to catch up to see what's going on out there on the West Coast in Arizona because I know there's a whole lot of racing going on besides the canyon. And I know Landon ain't going to be far from the dirt track. If I know no, no, Landon no. Wallace, that sucker's going to be at the dirt track on Saturday night or Friday night. I've actually seen the Snapchat. And the man on Monday night, he's a dirt track. I'm like, how is who on, on Monday night at dirt track? But, see, we don't do that in the South. We race Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Whereas out there in Arizona, there's a whole other world. There's not landing. There's a whole lot of money out yeah. there. Yeah, there's a whole lot of growth for opportunity out here, man. And, like I said, you know, and, like, I, I said this the other day on Artie's uh, Southern Dirt Track before. You can go follow him on Facebook and plug him as well. Um, yeah, Southern Dirt Track gave me my, my plug. Yeah. yeah. Well, the way the way I look at it, and this is just the honest guy truth. You know, Mississippi back home, when I go to a racetrack, you know, I feel like it's a it's a party, it's a hobby, everybody's hanging out. It's serious, but, you know, it's more of a, you know, everybody get together and enjoy the race. Atmosphere. Laid back atmosphere. Out here, it's, it's strictly business. I mean, it's, there's money on the line. Okay. These guys got national sponsors. I mean, there's a guy like Cam Reimers riding around with Titan fuel tanks and kicker sponsored on his car and, 
There's all kind of man. It's just it's serious out here. Home of Rock and Spies game there in Tempe. I know I went to their place. Uh, I went to school actually, saw audio school here in Tempe, and I, and believe it or not, I'm a lineman. Now, how does that work out, Landon? Lineman in a radio a radio misfit. I went to car audio school in Tempe, right there in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. And Ross's Fosgate is there, and they do sponsor a race car out there. I know because I follow the guy. He's a Lucas Oil driver. And uh, there's a lot of growth out there, Landon. And that's why the car counts are so good out there, and they're slacking here at home. Because back home, you know, like I know, money's hard to come by. And especially if you're a, a weekend, week-out local racer without big-time sponsors. But, yeah, these guys, like I say, well, yeah, Jay Dillon, well, no, I'm going to get the cooking pot, and I'm going to finish up cooking for my lady. Man, like get say, a, give I'll me a ring to talk. I need to, I'll call you, you know, it's really funny. God, look, it's really funny you too. said that about a radio show. You know, me and my best friend was talking about, he said, man, you need to t- you need to start your year on radio show. And I'm, th- I'm thinking about it, so. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you hooked up. The 110 Sports Network, we're going to get you hooked up with a radio show on the West Coast. Uh, y'all look out, Landon from Brandon gonna get his own show right here on the 110 Nation Radio Network right here on the Sports Network for sure. Thanks, Landon. God loves you. Jay Dillon does too. Holla back at me, partner. All right, Jay Dillon, love you, brother. Be good. Stay safe. I right, love you too, dog. Landon from Brandon, folks. There he is. Like I say, I want to thank all you fans for tuning in again. www the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network.com. Them guys make it possible for Jay Dillon's show every Sunday night talking dirt in and out. If there's anybody on the phone lines wants to get on, right now we're going to leave the phone line open for about three minutes and then we're going to get off the air. Like I say, you guys have a great one. I know Jay Dillon will be back. Next Sunday night, covering all the dirt to dirt action, we have a whole lot of drivers, and we're gonna get some some engine builders on next week. Hopefully, I had a couple drivers that something had come up the last minute. I had a, a list of drivers on tap for tonight, but like I say, y'all be sure to tune in to the Southern Dirt Track for this Thursday night, and then we will be on Sunday night right here on the Jay Dillon Show, signing off. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.